Hello and good morning. I am Courtney King, AKA The Heart Mentor, AKA The Emancipator. And I'm coming to you live from New York City. You are listening to the Reboot Your Biblical Perspective radio talk show, where we identify the misguided modern day perspectives of the Bible, giving context to the spiritual dynamics of who and what you are via the lens of Rabbi Yeshua and his apostles in the name. On this radio show, we identify subjects and themes that have been misunderstood from the Bible in the name, verified by pragmatic and experimental research carried out by the Dane Kai Katura International Institute of Pneumatology. And hello and good morning, everybody. This is Tanya Whitkey from Virtual Kisses, speaking to you live from Canada. And we would like to give a huge shout out to everyone joining us on Kingdom Purpose Radio, YouTube, and Facebook. If you would like to ask us any questions, feel free to comment on YouTube at Anointed Life. Or guys, you can join our Facebook group, Anointed Life Mindset and Mentors. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. Good morning, everyone. Good morning <laughs> Tanya. Good morning, everyone in Radio Land. We are excited to be here. We're excited to um, come again. We're still talking about the name, which is totally That's exciting. Right. So yes. I hope everyone had a great time. We're going to have Zane join us uh, shortly. Um, did you want to, like, give a shout out to anybody or? I just, yeah. Good morning, everybody, again. And um, I hope everybody had uh, an amazing, uh, for the U.S. Um, peoples, had amazing 4th of the July uh, oh, yeah. celebration. And also my, my Canadian fellows on July 1st. Our Canadian Day. I hope you all had um, like a, a blast mm -hmm. and enjoyed the day with family and friends because I surely did mm -hmm. and, and had an amazing weekend. It was not just Canada Day for us, but I had an amazing uh, birthday celebration uh, as well with um, some kiddos and we just had fun. So I hope everybody um, enjoyed their blast and, and celebrating um, their Independence Day and um, just loving it with family and friends. I know. Shout so, out to everybody. Shout out to everybody. All these mm -hmm. independence things. So yeah, totally had a great weekend. Um, got to um, have barbecue with family and eat lots and mm. lots of food. And I Ooh. brought home some plates too. So that was great. Yep, yep, yep. So it's fun. But we've been talking about the name, and Zane is going to join us. But I thought we can kind of like think about some of the things that we had um, talked about um, last last week. discussion. Yeah, yeah, in our last discussion, and I think um, that would be good for anyone who may have not tuned in. And I think that one of the things we could um, mention is how uh, the name is something that was really discovered at the Institute, at the International Institute of Pneumatology, and the name is Yahweh Elohim, which yes, means right. uh, the self-existent eternal one of authority and power. And so mm -hmm. this, we are reproductions by spirit, by the breath of life, by breath of the name. And the reason that we don't realize the significance of the name is because of the language in which our Bible's written you know, the Hebrew language was written many, many thousands of years ago. And so we are missing so many aspects of the name. And so we don't understand that the name has 
um, a specific logic. It has a nature. It has an essence. There's a realm. Mm, there's an imagination. So there's so many parts mm -hmm. of the name because to us, name is specifically the identifier. We use it. My name is Courtney. That's how you identify me by my name. Your name is Tanya. Yeah. People identify you by your name. But or singularity. Singularity. But yes. in the Bible, we are identified or the name is identified by much more than that. And it has so many more components. And so mm -hmm. the name also carries everything in it. In, it's in everything. It's in all things. Every, in, in other words, if there's no, if the name is not in it, it returns to dust. Because if you go That's, back to Genesis, when, when, the, when um, Yahweh breathed, um, the name or the breath into dust, it became a living soul, right? So right. that was some of the things we talked about last week. And I just want to welcome the lead master mentor <laughs> of the ZKI Inter International mm. Institute of Pneumatology, Zane Pierre. Come on, everybody put your hands together for him. Yay, come on in. Taking, Good morning. I'm, welcome, Zane. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm taking a bow. I'm taking a bow. All right, Frazen, Frazen. <laughs> How are you doing today? Pleasant morning, Holy Sisters. I'm fine, I'm fine. Good, good, good. So we... How are you? Oh, yeah. So awesome. Yeah? Yeah, so awesome. Oh, you know what? We forgot to do a shout-out to the co-founder. Yesterday was her birthday. Yes. So shout-out to Katora. Happy birthday Happy birthday. To you. Love you so much. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um. So we were just kind of going over some of the things that we had talked about last week. Number one, how um, because of the variance in language and regions and times and culture, um, right. we really don't understand the concept of the name like we should. Mm -hmm. And it, we've just identified it as a singular identifier um, when in actuality, the name has so many. We've so far, the Institute has discovered seven aspects of the name. Right. And um, we've <clears throat> discovered that the name and the breath are synonyms and right. everything is in existence because of the breath because of the name and where right. there is no where there is no breath it returns to dust and so um we are really just going to continue diving into that and looking at um how the breath are one and the same and then the different components of the name so I'll just yes. let you take it away, Zane, or, or Tanya, if you had more oh, questions. Yeah, one of the things that we also talked about is what is God. And we mm. looked at um, the uh, ox being yoked to one another. Uh, we also right. talked about uh, Greeks. Uh, the, Hebrew, or the Greeks looked at God as up in the sky. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Yeah. we can continue on with our talk about those things. Carry on, yes. Zane. And I'm going to be the devil's advocate. Well, I don't want to say I'll join you in that one because we I'm going to be the person that's going to ask the questions for the people who like well, what are you all talking about so I'm going to act like I have no idea any of this that's what you're talking about yeah that's what I'm going to be I'm going to be the advocate for the people listening okay ready go, go. <laughs> so 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 last week in particular I think one of the points that I I I really wanted to drive home last week was the difference in um, the concept of God because this this is this whole idea of how somebody defines God what God is who God well we, we, we constantly are, fam are familiar with the we are consistently familiar with who God is mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Uh, and so we refer to it using the first component of that name, which is using the name as a label. Mm -hmm. right. But um, when we spoke about what God is, that, that definition there in particular is what definitely needs to be addressed from a foundational perspective. Okay. Because if you are still looking at God as the person sitting on the clouds on a throne with white beard and baby angels playing harps, <laughs> you you are going to you are you are going to run into a problem. You are going to you're going, you're going to run into a problem that is going to lock you outside of the scriptures. Yes. Right? And I'm saying that even from the perspective of someone who was a former Pentecostal Mm -hmm. That that is, um, that is now viewing the Pentecostalism from outside of the circle. You are going to end up locking yourself out of this entire scriptural paradigm. Right, 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 right. You're going to lock yourself out of the spiritual realm, and you're actually going to lock yourself outside of the covenant that you that 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 you may profess to hold to. So. Last week, we actually spoke about that difference in, in paradigm and that God in the Bible is not just this person sitting in the sky, um, but God in the context of the Hebrews is all and in all. Right. And, and we saw how the, in the multiplication after one's own kind, this is God breathed his breath or his name into dust. It, that was actually a multiplication after the kind of his spirit being the breath of all, well, what we will call the universe today. Mm. He is the breath of the, uni, of, of the universe as a body. Just as your physical body or our physical body has breath. So the, what, we, what we may refer to as the universe today, well, obviously that's not using the biblical paradigm because back then they didn't have they didn't have Hubble telescopes. But um, in the same way, your breath is actually filled your body. The same way that God's spirit fills all things, as the, and in this case the universe as a body. So they so this 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 whole paradigm of of God there now that 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 shift actually means that. You are um, standing and living as just as Paul said. He says you live and breathe and have your being in him. And that's because the scriptural paradigm is that he is the breath of the universe. He is the breath of... I'm using the universe only because that is something that most of us in our Westernized culture, can, we can fathom the idea of a universe. So that's the easiest thing that I can relate to. But in the context of the heroes, he is the breath of all existence and non-existence. What we actually call existence and non-existence is also a concept that is not found in the Hebrew culture. So um, that is the concept of God. And so in that, in that context, um, that brings us to the first com component of the name. If you understand that God is the person of all things, he is all and in all, then we understand that he is 
the breath to the universe just as your breath he is to the universe what your breath is to your body then number one we are we actually come to the context of the biblical paradigm that all things in the bible or sorry in the biblical panorama that he is all and in all and therefore it gives context to the bible in the bible as to why you'd notice that anything that happens in israel they would say and the lord did this and the lord did that oh yeah yes that's yeah. true they would always say that if the lord did this and the lord did that and there's there's one one important component that we do not grasp in our culture that actually um, gives rise to that whole idea of God doing this and God doing that. If you you see, you see it in the context of um, of things that happen amongst the Israelites in the Old Testament, and they said it was God who caused this person to do that. Or it was God. If if you you could be you could be driving on the road, and a stone may have been hit by the by by, by a chariot, and that stone hit something in the road, and they will say it was God that caused that to happen. You can you see how um, Yeshua is standing amongst others and people hear um, thunder and it is written that and God spoke to Yeshua. You, you see how um, a bright light appears to Paul in the road and it says it was Yeshua that appeared to him. There's one concept that comes to mind too, Zane, where um, it says um, Absalom when he was riding on that horse and he was fleeing from his his father David, and he got right. caught up in that tree. It says right. God caught him. <laughs> God, exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. And and the reason behind that is, and this is also very. This is this is, I'm, I'm guiding this conversation in this direction because, it is a it is it is a, a perspective that is unknown. In our in our Westernized interpretation of the scriptures is that because what your breath is to your body god is to the universe as is, as 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 a, as a body there is a difference between viewing what we will call the universe inside the garden and outside of the garden mm -hmm. and inside of the garden we have um inside of the garden we see how God breathes his breath into the dust. Yahweh Elohim Adam creates a garden. And therefore, inside of the garden, every, everybody interface into everybody. Oh, sorry. Inside of the garden, Yahweh Elohim Adam is interfacing with everything, not as things, but he's interfacing with the breath of the universe, just like he will interface with the breath in another being, in another person. Mm. Right? Like you and I, we are speaking here and we are speaking technically breath to breath, person to, or which is spirit to spirit. We are 
communicating because our spirits are actually active. Our spirits are communicating. And so he interfaces with the person of the universe. Just like that, person to person, breath to breath. He does not see the universe as a thing. Nor do I see you and um, Tanya and Courtney. I don't see you all as things. I see you all as persons. And in the same way, he interfaces with all of creation as a person. It is only when, when man finds himself outside of the Garden of Eden does he no longer see the, the creation as the expression of a person. He sees the creation as the expression of a thing. So mm. in the garden, even though he may be talking to a flower, he's not identifying it as a flower. He's identifying the all in all. He's identifying the breath. He's identifying the spirit. Yes, ma'am. In that mm -hmm. thing that outside of the garden would be referred to as a flower. He he is identifying it just like so if if we if we use that same analogy that you're just referring to there with regards to the flower as an example, he is not seeing creation from the perspective of um flowers and just trees and if we if we if we use your physical body right now mm -hmm. if your physical body is a reproduction after his own kind then your finger or your fingernail on your baby finger could be equal to a flower but when i'm speaking to courtney i don't say fingernail <laughs> no, you are beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for not calling me fingernail. <laughs> <laughs> right? I say, Courtney, your nail is lovely. Mm. I'm not speaking to the nail as a thing. I'm speaking to the nail as the expression of a person. In the same way, in the garden, that is the concept in, 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 in the garden because God is the breath of all and he is all and in all you would actually speak to the flower as an expression of god just like the fingernail is an expression of the presence of courtney's spirit just like we are all the body of christ even though we are in many many bodies right many many dust <laughs> we are all one body but it's still the body exactly because of the spirit and so um, the flower is also a part of the body yes that is the idea mm -hmm. this is the perspective inside of the garden that is the, that so is there the was no separation no separation of anything Absolutely none. yeah right because the whole the whole concept what paul did with really showing how the body is one spirit and each each physical each physicality what we may have identified as a person. Each physicality is, he's identified it as a member. Um, each physicality is actually identified as a member. So, so, um, so in the identification of each physicality as a member, because it's one spirit, they're seen as one body, but just various members of one body. And that is the same way that you see your fingers. Mm -hmm. That's easier. Paul... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, please. So that's actually why Paul actually refers to 
that 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 analogy what he's doing is mirroring what the garden perspective is that god so, is all and therefore the, the sun the moon the stars the flowers the, the, the trees the lake the mountains these are like members of 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 of, of god's spirit so this is how adam walked in the garden and this is how jesus saw when he walked here the, as well it, this is exactly. the, the thinking process and this is the way um through the eyes of yeshua this is how we're supposed to look at the world around us exactly this okay. is this is um this is how yeshua lived this is how the apostles lived and this is why paul says that you live and breathe and have your being in him and if so, you think oh sorry Jay. <laughs> okay. um, the, the, the only component i'll add to that is that when we go to revelation and we see that god is seated in the heavens it's it's very simple it's very easy for us to actually use revelation and what we see in revelation as a reference point and assume mm -hmm. that god that god is in sitting in the clouds right, right, right. but what we do not know in revelation is that number one revelation was a vision mm. that and, and everything in revelation was symbolic mm -hmm. so that this is actually again a reflection of the gardens in the bible so the first garden was a garden temple the second garden was built was actually which is the physical model of the garden started as a tabernacle transitioned the temple in jerusalem and jerusalem the city was the reflection of eden mm. and so when the third garden comes in which is jesus's restoration of the spiritual garden um, it, the author or John, they maintain using the physical model of the garden to express the spiritual realities of the third garden. Okay. That, that is not to say that God is sitting in the clouds. What you're seeing in Revelation are actually symbolisms to express concepts. Mm -hmm. but, but we don't understand that in our Westernized culture. We actually treat it as though it is a diagram of the mm. spiritual realm and that is not what it is and i wanted to just like earlier i was when we were talking about all things are members of god's spirit and just like drop in here for people to also consider as we go through this that if all things are all components of god's spirit that it's easier for you to take dominion and authority according to um what um adam was um commanded to do um, oh. the covenant that he was given in genesis mm -hmm. um and so when you think of it that way, also, when you think of um, the flower or the lion, those are all aspects of God. They're different parts of the same breath, just like you have Jesus, Holy Spirit, Father, lion. <laughs> They're just, well, right. Holy Spirit, Father, and Jesus are functions. But when you think of like lion and tree, those are just different aspects of the breath, parts of the breath. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Right. Um so in, in 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 that context, the the garden in particular, the garden in in particular is is the whole paradigm of what it sets the paradigm for what God is, and it sets the paradigm for how one interfaces with God. Right. All right. Um, the outside of the garden is where most of us are functioning basically right right, 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 right. Uh, um, 
I think I think outside of outside of the garden is where we get introduced to seeing creation as a thing. Now the whole transition in the garden. Now all of this is important to understand the next component of the name, because okay. in in inside of the garden there is the interface with God as a person. Mm -hmm. all, all creation, he's he is all and in all, and therefore, when Adam is speaking to, when Adam is making decisions in the garden, he's not making decisions specific to the flower alone. Right, he's, right, right, right. he's speaking to the person, and just like I could actually ask, um, I could ask Courtney, Courtney, can you can you pass me a glass of water, please? Mm -hmm. And Courtney, um takes the glass and she hands it to me with with, with the water. Um, I don't have to speak to Courtney's hand individually and say, Courtney's hand, give <laughs> me that glass of water, please. Funny. I, don't, I don't speak to Courtney's hand and say, Courtney's hand, I command you, mm -hmm. give me that glass of water. You don't. That would be weird. That would be weird. <clears throat> and that's what we actually don't see in the garden is that the Ahuelohim Adam he communicates with Yahuwahim Father as a person, and therefore he speaks to the person, and the person mobilizes his members. So that would be, for example, by the way, I just want to shout out to Donald Davis, Kelly, Katora, um, and Nico, who are listening to us right now. Awesome. Blessings, man. Yeah, blessings, blessings and much love to you guys. Um, yes. So that would be like, um, instead of me saying, um, like, if I wanted money to come, I would just say, money, come. Because I, I don't say to the hand. You said, don't say it to the hand or something like that. Let me go back and leave my thoughts. I'm sorry. <laughs> that threw me off. You said, I won't say to Courtney's hand. I command Courtney's hand to give me money. You would just say, Courtney, will you please hand me or will you please give me some money or you please give me a glass of water, right? Right. So that is the same way that we are supposed to be speaking to whatever it is that we need, that we have authority over, right? Money come. Well, in this case, not really the money come because when you say you're saying money come, mm -hmm. it is still identifying it like um, still identifying it like a like a, a separate component. What yeah. what you see Paul doing is saying, um, my Elohim, my God, so supply all my needs according to which is in glory. So that's the whole person he's speaking about, and the whole person can mobilize provision for him. So it's almost like um, it all depends on your mindset again, what you are programmed with to see on the well, outside, then programming to see what God sees in the, in the beginning, uh, his thought process, and what he sees in all things. Because we were programmed to see things in the in the natural where it's like that is that single like you're saying singularity stuff but in 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 order for us to see these things we need to renew our mind the way god sees it and then start speaking and thinking like the way he sees all creation and that that in particular is what the outside the garden perspective is yeah which is which is which is what which is really important for 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 persons in christ who've come in um if who have come into christ you've you've come into christ and christ was actually is actually in the garden which is why he resurrected from tomb to garden because if you come into christ you come into the garden and therefore you have to return to the garden perspective so why is it important for me to 
again, I'm playing devil's advocate here. We need another term. Why is it important for me anyway? Like, why do I need to know um, the, that perspective? Why do I need to know the garden perspective? Why do I need to know that the flower is just a part of the body and I can't just see it as a flower? Because, because outside, if you, if you don't, you are going to live and experience exactly what man experienced outside of the garden. Kind of like what Father said: "You eat of that tree, you shall surely die." Death is one. Yes. All right. Let's, Early. Let's start with that because outside of the garden, man is no longer living from the breath of life. He's living from external external reference points, and therefore, mm-hmm. he is the introduction of the birth of death mm-hmm. in the context of, in in the context of the ancient Hebrews. He is the introduction of the birth of death, of the birth of, of death as a person. It also means that the outside the garden perspective is where man no longer interfaces with breath to breath. He is a, he's, he uses an external reference point for his wisdom. And in the context of, as I explained this last last um, last week, in our in our in our, in our um, segment last week. In the context of in the context of the ancient Hebrews, whatever you're using as your wisdom, you are using as your spirit. Yeah. And mm-hmm. therefore, and therefore, because from your spirit proceeds the nature, and the nature was meant to determine the mindset, mm-hmm. which is the system of logic. And in the context of the the scriptures, when he decided to actually use a tree for wisdom, the fruit of the tree for wisdom. In their understand, in their con- in the, in the context of their of 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 their understanding, using the tree for wisdom is using the tr- the um, the tree as his substitute spirit in the abandonment of his own spirit. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Now, for life in the garden, he had to actually understand the name as a title, right. which is which is exactly what we are getting to here this morning. Mm-hmm. He had to understand his name as a title, a title that he took in function. When he switched his reference point and made, found wisdom outside of himself and used another physical creation, that did something that was cataclysmic in the context of the ancient Hebrews. What that was is that in the garden, there's actually only, there's only two categories of Two, two categories of existence, so to speak. Mm-hmm. The category of the creator and the category of the creation. The category of the creator was, was designed to give life to all creation. And the creator, father speaking to his son in the garden, says, cultivate and keep the creation. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Cultivate and keep it. Which means that he had to have, he could not, if you have to cultivate and keep the creation, he had to, he, he had to have, um, had to function, he had to have had to, fu- to, fu- to function from his own spirit as an independent reference point to give definition and to give value to all creation. I want to say that again. Because he's in the category of the creator, he had to he was supposed to function from his own spirit as his wisdom 
which is God's Spirit, the Spirit of Elohim, what we call the Holy Spirit in the New Testament, or the Holy Ghost, mm-hmm. he was supposed to function from his own spirit as a reference point to give value to the creation, to give context to the creation, to give definition to all things. But when he actually decided to use a tree, he abandoned his own spirit and used the, the creation as the reference point. Now, in their culture, there is no... See how we, when we see, well, when we read it in the garden, we read it from the perspective of outside of the garden. And outside of the garden is where man sees aspects of singularities in creation as things. Mm-hmm. So when we see that he eats from the tree, we would say, well, he ate from the tree, and the tree, therefore, maybe where he gained his wisdom from, mm-hmm. and we see only the tree. In the context of the garden narrative, there is Yahweh Elohim Adam, and then Yahweh Elohim Adam multiplies the garden after his own kind, and therefore the entire garden is a person. Right. So does the Holy Spirit multiply in the form of a garden? In function, in union with him. In no, sing- wait, you, I'm so sorry. You said Yahweh Elohim Adam. What does that mean? So Yahweh Elohim Adam in this in, 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 in this context is God's breath breathed into the dust. The body was referred to the Adam, and the name of the the name of the man in the garden comes from his spirit. Oh, okay. So he says Yahweh Elohim, the Adam. Right? So he multiplies garden and multiplies the garden any form of a person and therefore if he takes something from the garden he's not taking just the tree he's taking the entire category of the garden he is engaging the entire garden so whereas he is told to cultivate and keep the garden if he takes a component of the garden and uses it it as a substitute spirit uses it as his wisdom he's not using a tree alone he's using the entire garden therefore Sorry. So he basically he's multi- multiplying. If you think of it in God's perspective, he's multiplying that thought of that tree within the garden. That y- yes, that, yes, yeah. The outside perspective of God multiplying it without him being aware. Now that he's fallen, he multiplies that. He multiplies that, but mm-hmm. it's important that you that we also grasp here that in the use in the in referring. To the tree as a point of comparison he's not just using the tree because the tree is a member of the person of the garden and therefore falls into the category of creation in the bible he's not interfacing with the singularity he's interfacing with the entire category of creation because that goes back to the breath being in all things exactly so the breath that was where in our minds we still are trying to separate the tree from the snail. There is no separation of tree from snail in the garden. Exactly. So when he made the decision to use the tree as his reference point, he was actually interfacing with the entire garden. The entire not garden. just the tree. The entire okay. garden. And the result mm-hmm. of inter- in making that decision with creation, what happened? So in that in that Right in that equation there, he was told to cultivate and to keep the garden. And by making a decision, he switched dynamics and the garden was cultivating and keeping him. Yeah. That also means that in using the external the garden as an external reference point or the tree as an external reference point for his own identity, mm-hmm. 
to define himself, which is why he dressed himself up with the tree, with, with um with leaves, and using the garden to define himself, he also made the the garden, the entire category of the garden, his Elohim, and therefore he was no longer the authority over the garden. The garden had authority over him. So is that sorry? Is that why, like even today, we still like say we need oh drop something we need to go out into the sun we need to most um, definitely stand in grass because of the ions or electricity that we take from grass it's because of our perspective exactly. of seeing these as individual things and we are still to this day we have switched the roles with creation and creator exactly yeah, I, I was just going to say that too it it stops us like uh for instance when um courtney was talking about money earlier you can't do things because I don't have this. It stops you yeah. like when you focus on creation or you focus on individuality things. It stops you as cre creator with the creator of it makes limitations on your life. Yeah. And that's what happened to Adam. It, limitations. Death it, and limitations. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it is what it is what ends up um it is what causes us to look at the out. So when he finds himself outside the garden, the garden is now his authority, and therefore he is now looking towards the garden to receive things from the garden, which is what you're referring to. You want to go outside and you want to get sunlight and need the ions and need to make contact with the ground and all of these things are outside the garden perspective. You are living like a creation, like a member of creation mm. right right whereas mm -hmm. and and get this inside the garden the garden was blessed uh -huh. outside of the garden god said the, the earth is cursed because of you mm -hmm. okay 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 why because this the, the power source for the garden was actually yahweh Elohim adam when he's outside of the garden he's not using the garden as his power source and so why is it cursed then because of him? Because the garden was not meant to be the power source. The garden was was meant to be the receptor of power. So does that mean that the garden started to die when he... Naturally. Started to die? Naturally, because the garden was actually dependent on his spirit, on his life. It's almost dis It's like a disconnect it, it, from it reality. It disconnected. So now he began to die because he's using an external reference point and not his own power source. And the garden begins to die because the garden does not have a power source. It's left without a power source. Yeah, and it's like they don't, they, you're there, but the, the garden sees you, but you're not alive. <laughs> Almost like you're not. It, just like that scripture says, all creation is groaning for the sons of God to that is, manifest. That is what Paul is speaking about, that Jesus mm -hmm. is now returned in, he is identifying with the first and the last, right? He's he's identifying with the first and the last, Yeshua, and therefore he's identifying with being the man in the garden. And now that Yeshua moved from death back into the garden, he is the first of the garden again. And all humanity is technically his seed, as the writer of Hebrews put it in chapter 2. Mm -hmm. And and now 
the garden is waiting for the sons of God to be to, to manifest because they need the, the the sorry the creation the creation is waiting for the sons of God to manifest because the creation needs power it needs life but instead mankind humanity is still using it as his as their power source and manifestation is that does that mean that we go back to living from our spirit our original power source or exactly what does that mean it means that we go back to using the spirit that has been rebreathed into us as our power source because mm -hmm. it's from that spirit that we have in us which is what the new testament authors referred to as the holy spirit it is from that spirit that we have eternal life it's from that spirit that we have authority over all things because that spirit, the spirit that you have in you right now, is a, is a spirit from which all creation proceeded. Okay. So not only is it just authority, is that you're actually going to be, you, you, you're now stepping into returning to life eternal. And this is not just some spiritual, that this is not, because in our Westernized culture, we have used eternal life as an abstract concept. Yes. Which, which is where you need to die to live yeah. eternally. It is, it is an abomination to the scriptures. That's that backwards thinking or to outside the garden thinking. Outside the garden thinking is an abomination to the scriptures to use death as a rite of passage to eternal life. Right, 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 right. That is why Yeshua came to physically die, to physically mm -hmm. die. So that you can, so you know that mankind does not have to physically die and we can get back to living to 900 years and more. Like these guys who lived 900 years, 930 years, 969 years, when they felt, when they fell outside the garden, there's still a life source of the spirit in their bodies that caused them to live that length of time. Mm. So and death is not a rite of passage to eternal life. But yeah. living from life itself is the right of passage right. to eternal life. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Jesus definitely de uh, demonstrated that when he e exited the tomb for all. Right, right. So he exited the tomb, went back into the garden, and therefore we're back into the garden. And now we have to renew our minds from death, from outside of the garden to inside of the garden. And that's oh. what we're talking about, the difference between Yahweh, Yahweh thinks and the way we think outside in, of the garden yes right now when man fell outside of the garden man no longer saw the the, the creation as the expression of a person he saw the creation as singularities mm -hmm. he saw himself as an, another member of creation and because of that um because of his decision he also renamed himself so the creation was really the expression of spirit. He's no longer seeing the spirit in the creation. He's seeing the actual creation. And therefore, he, he changes. He actually changes his name. And in the context of the garden, they can say he can name himself as a tree, but it's not really the tree that he's named himself after. He's named himself after the entire category of the physicality of the garden, which is mm -hmm. its physicality is just visibility by dust. Mm -hmm. and, and therefore... He is identified outside of the garden as dust. Dust you are to dust you shall return. Now, the thing is also, in the context outside of the garden, the definition of a name changed. Which is what which is where we want. This whole thing I'm speaking about here is, is to bring you to this understanding of the first component we want to talk about is the title of the 
because we, we understand the name in our westernized culture as a label um but not as a title so inside of the garden man is interfacing with the name of god which is the breath of god and is if if the, if the breath and the name are one and the same therefore the title of man is god's name yahweh elohim when mine which which means that the name is actually being used as a as in the capacity of a species right that name is a title that that gives that gives um that gives that gives definition to that particular entity and all things that it reproduces after its own kind just like a flower like you're speaking just now mm -hmm. up, up to today is still called a flower just like lions up to today is still called a lion mm -hmm. tigers up to today is still called a tiger so when i look up the word title it says a name that describes someone's position or job right. so are you saying that my job is my spirit or my position is my spirit yes your spirit you, you want to unpack that i was gonna say could you elaborate just so <laughs> i could understand <laughs> all right so there are two things in particular here that a title in the context of the garden gives you one is that the title um identifies identifies you collectively it does not identify you individuality uh, it individually it does not identify your individuality it, mm -hmm. it identifies you collectively as a type as a type as a species of being okay all right so because god's breath is breathing to the dust if when he reproduces after its own kind he reproduces after his own kind and if his name is from if his name is his breath then he's multiplying the breath and therefore he's multiplying the name there that means species there is nothing inside of the garden that is individually identified nothing you've said that a lot so that must be important everything is species <laughs> no it's, it's important because we see jesus as an individual which is outside of the garden Mm -hmm. and we don't see jesus jesus as a species of being the adam in the garden was yahweh Elohim adam if he multiplied after his own kind he'll multiply yahweh yahweh Elohim adam but in our culture we see yeshua as, a, as an individual that left and even though the scripture actually says that jesus not um not, not the scripture paul in his letter to ephesians says that jesus ascended to fill all things and that Christ is all and in all, we still see Yeshua as a person, as an individual that is seated on the throne in the clouds and not from the garden that he is now the title of a species of being. Which means all believers take on his name as an appellation. And therefore, they are actually of the species of Christ, which is why, Paul, which is why Peter says that you are chosen race. See, mm -hmm. it, there's a difference. When man fell outside of the garden, man no longer identifies a species. He identified each person as an individual. Hence, which is why we say human. Which is why we say human, but this is where, which is where the name Eve comes from. He took on the name Adam and he gave the woman the name Eve. Before eating mm -hmm. of the fruit, they were just Adam. Yahweh Elohim Adam. Male Adam, male Yahweh Elohim, and female Yahweh Elohim. Mm -hmm. 
And Paul comes back in the New Testament and says that there is no male and female for all are one in Christ. He's bringing you back to species. Right. right? No Jew, no Gentile. Just species. Just species. All these, one, categories, uh, all these categories that we've created are categories that, that exist outside of the garden where you want to mm -hmm. take, you want to compare, you want to compare yourself to other things. Mm -hmm. So you will call yourself a Pentecostal. You're calling yourself a Christian. <laughs> a conservative. <laughs> All of that is outside of the garden. You're standing squarely in the dust. Mm, mm, mm. One um, mm -hmm. scripture, Zane and uh, Courtney, that uh, stands out is Romans 5. But the gift of God is not like the trespass because the gift of grace overwhelms the fall of man. For if many died by one man's trespass, which is, you know, falling away from the garden, right. mu much more abundantly did God's grace and the gift that comes by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, overflow to benefit the many that's coming back to the garden. Exactly. <clears throat> exactly. Some amazing scripture there. So that's, that actually gives title. And the second component of that title is what, what is supporting just identified is that title in particular now, now i don't want to get, get into the function in this particular episode mm -hmm. but the, but it would type but the title in particular in the garden not only identifies you as a species the title also identifies how you work mm. how i work how your mm. how your spirit works what it the title identifies the the um the function of your spirit how you work mm, that makes sense also it is supposed to identify how you think so that would be like if i my title is a lawyer or a doctor uh-huh i have a, a way i have a certain vocabulary exactly. i have certain aspects within my routine that i do yes mom i have someone help me because i'm trying to make up things yep. <laughs> you, also, you also have a particular logic through which uh, you see all things i do as a lawyer i think about specific things i use specific words i have specific duties that i do so all of this is connected in my spirit as well in my spirit i have you have your vocabulary own, yeah, exactly you have your own verbiage I have my own way in which I do things. I have, yes. and I and I know what I do based on my title. Like a lawyer is not, I'm not going to walk up to a lawyer and say, can I get two eggs and some no. toast? <laughs> they will look at me crazy. Like what? <laughs> I'm a lawyer. Yes. <laughs> I'm not a cook. Exactly. So we are able to, um, uh, this the scripture comes to mind is your spirit's giving you everything you need for life and godliness or to live like god right um so then i know how to live and how to live as god because of my title mm -hmm. and you so i can identify when i step outside of that that i'm that i'm no longer functioning from my title the the word are we looking for to actually interchange here with title like doctor lawyer and all of those things that give context to how you function your logic mm -hmm. um what people should expect from you mm -hmm. is is appellation appellation mm -hmm. okay. right and this appellation is referred to in the new testament in in paul's letter to timothy he says that all those who who um nameth after the name in the context in the context of um 
in the context of um in the context of the amplified classic version the amplified classic version actually puts it like this and i'm reading it a little bit in here right okay let me just put it up sure. it's it says let me see this is first Timothy chapter 2 verse 19 aspects a verse in the bible that is there that nobody really gives um context to but sorry second timothy not first timothy yeah? second timothy chapter 2 verse 19 in the amplified classic version this is what this says it says but the firm foundation of God stands sure and unshaken mm. bearing his seal his inscription and then it says what the inscription is or this or the seal is the Lord knows those who are his and let everyone who names himself by the name of the Lord give up all iniquity and stand aloof from it mm-hmm. let everyone who names himself by the name of the Lord that everyone who names himself by the name of the Lord, that's because Christ is no longer an individual as we have been, as we have been taught. To see Christ as an individual is to see him after the flesh or after the dust. Outside the garden. Outside <laughs> of the garden. Inside of the garden, Christ is now a title. The name of Christ is actually a title. The name of, of God in the Bible is now a title that now defines everything that you need to know about yourself. Wow. So now it gives you context to your logic, the principle of logic. Next week in particular, we'll identify what that is as a function. It also identifies your verbiage, which is why your, which is why your new covenant exists. The new covenant is actually your verbiage, of, your, your vocabulary of verbiage. Mm-hmm. Like people don't understand that things like holy and righteousness mm-hmm. are verbiage yes. in our covenant. They're not mm-hmm. words that are just, so we can say because we're Christians, they're actually a way to function. Exactly. Yes. Absolutely. It also means that when you come into that name, you no longer repeat what you hear. You have a parameter you have a realm of verbiage and that means that you're not supposed to be taking on what what other people say as your truth Mm-mm. that's true that's Me- true media social media m- the medicinal world government um so, so social issue <laughs> all of those things if they you are you actually have you have taken on the, the the promises of Elohim as your verbiage, which yes. means the, the promises of God would be your language. And people don't even realize that to step into those other titles, the conservative, the pro this, and all that, is to separate yourself from your title. Exactly. Is to separate yourself from when you emerged from the tomb when you went and you baptized in the water. That was you emerging from the tomb and you were dropping all other things and you were taking on the name, the functionality, 
that God functions from and nothing else. Exactly. <clears throat> it's renewing your mind to what Father sees. Yes. Exactly. So, so the so the title in particular function in 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 in, in those two ways, they mm-hmm. identifying you as a species, which is what Paul is telling Timothy in Second Timothy chapter two is nineteen, that he's now coming into the name and therefore he is naming himself with that name as a species, but the name also gives context as to what you are, how you function, as a title or an, or an appellation that determines. Your, your logic and also determines your verbiage. Mm-hmm. It determines your eyesight, your perspective, yes. how you see things. Right. So next week we will actually break up, pull pull this apart even further to actually identify how that name as a title impacts your system of logic and what our logic is. Actually, that's so awesome. So you all continue to t- tune in. And if you did miss our episode or our broadcast last week you can find that recording on the anointed life you can type in the anointed life on youtube to go to to go here part one we're actually going to be diving into the name and breaking it down bit by bit over the next couple months so you know make sure you join us for that um zane thank you so much for coming yes thank you i'm always humbled (laughs) yeah we love having you and i know that people love all of the wisdom that you have and especially with us always you know this was the thing that really catapulted the institute into understanding how to function so this is really an important um series that you're doing with us so we thank you for that amen we want to thank all the listeners (laughs) uh, for listening to the reboot your biblical perspective radio show with of course tanya with zane pierre and myself courtney king and make sure you join our facebook group the anointed life and visit our website, the International Institute of Pneumatology, as well. Boom. <laughs> Blessing and much love, everybody. 